Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by otters swimming around in pools of cool whip. Instead, it's brought to you by you meeting us. Woohoo! If you are in the Portland metro area or can be in the Portland metro area, we're going to do a meetup on October 14th, 2017 in the Portland metro area, actually in Portland. We're, we don't have any details yet, so check Facebook or Reddit or Twitter for details to RSVP because we need to know how many people are coming. We hope to see you and meet you on the 14th. Bye! Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, joined as always by... Devin. And... Steve! Okay. We almost said Joe for some reason. <laughs> what the hell? You were looking at him. <laughs> Don't even think about it, dude. It's hard yeah. to keep our aliases straight, you know? I, know. I have a hard enough time with my regular name, I apparently. Know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're just going to go by numbers starting next week. but I'm 17. Yeah, for this week I'm still Joe. Uh, and we've got a mystery for you, believe it or not. Uh, we're going to talk about a strange death. A guy named Sigmund Adamski. Uh, happened in England 37 years ago. And if you're listening in the year 2050, well, you do the math. This is 2017. Uh, before we go any further, though, I'd like to give a shout out to our listener, Savannah, who suggested this uh, about a year and a half, two and a half years ago, actually. Mm, uh, it's been a while. Sorry, Savannah. I hope you're still alive. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you are, you know, hey, shout out. Uh, also, a hat tip to Robin Warder over at The Trail Went Cold, because he used to write for Cracked, and he wrote an article about this particular little mystery. Oh, was that Robin's article? I didn't... I, I so rarely read the, art, the uh, author line Actually, I don't those. know if you noticed this about Cracked, but they, they put the author's name in very, very tiny font. That may explain why I never notice it. Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, back to our story. Uh, the year was 1980. Sigma Dodomski was an immigrant from Poland who lived with his wife, Lottie, in the village of Tingley, England. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that correctly because I've seen various videos, interviews, stuff like that. I, I first assumed it was Tingley because who the hell would name their town Tingley? But apparently... <laughs> Yeah. The British. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. now that we've gotten hate mail started, let's keep uh-huh. going. Yeah, it's at uh, Tingley is in West Yorkshire. I'm sure you all know where that is. Uh, but if you don't, it's about halfway between London and the Scottish border. Duh. The yeah. northern part of the country. Yeah. Sigmund worked as a coal miner in the Lofthouse Colliery Pit, uh, which is a fancy term for a coal mine. The mine was about two miles east of Tingley, and Sigmund had been married to his wife Lottie for... Not really sure. I've heard various stories about they met in Poland and emigrated together, or he met her here, and we don't really care. Uh, more we than... don't really know. We don't know, and it's not really that relevant to our story anyway, exactly when he came here, when they met. More than like a year. Yeah, more than a year. Yeah. They, they were not newlyweds. Yeah. No, no, I don't, not at I all. I think that would be an interesting point if they were newlyweds, but oh, we don't point, really care once yeah, they're not. She would obviously be the murderer, yeah. yeah. But, well, yeah, I know, I don't know her age, but I do know that he was 56 oh, at the so time this happened. So probably I'm, married a long time. Probably. Okay. I'm guessing. Gotcha. Yeah. And also Lottie, his wife, had been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, sadly, and by 1980, her condition was deteriorating. 
so much so that Sigmund had applied for early retirement from the mines so that he could care for her full time, and apparently his request was turned down. Ugh. Which is ironic because that mine was closed down about a year later. It, uh, yeah, as it, with a bunch of government um, processes like that, or, or uh, industries. Yeah, and maybe that was it. They might have even known about it, and just he just he just sort of said, "Hey, you guys, you know, you're going to close down anyway. Why don't you let me go early?" I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, they probably didn't have to pay his pension if they just closed down. Um, I, I would be my guess. I assume I don't know. Who it's knows? hard to say. I think that, that, I think that closed situation. down or not. I think these were union jobs. I think the pension was there no oh, matter what. Great, yeah. never mind then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, actually, I don't think they were. What's that? I don't think they were actually because that's why the, no because there's there's social assistance. But when the, all of those mines shut down, remember all the strife that happened in England for about a good decade or two because yeah. of all of that industry that moved and people just got left in the lurch. Uh-huh. So I don't think it's actually was actually a guarantee. But mm, yeah, I don't know. Well, luckily for Sigmund, he didn't need to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, good sorry. point. Silver lining. Yeah. Just silver lining point, to everything, yeah. right? So on Saturday, June 7th, 1980, Sigmund was supposed to be in a wedding. His, do- his goddaughter was getting married, and he was the one who was going to give the bride away. So that was going to be a big oh, day for him. Yeah, I that's know, a special day. I know. But the day before, Friday, June 6th, um, something happened. First, they had some family members uh, who were in town for the wedding. They had them over, his, his wife did, and uh, had them over for lunch. And then after lunch, he excused himself around 3.30 p.m., Left his house in Tingley to, he said, go buy some groceries. Ostensibly. Uh, ostensibly. I see it yep. here. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's there for you. Thank you. Uh, and Sigmund never came back. Uh, he he passed a neighbor on the way and said a few words to him. So apparently that neighbor, whose name, is, of course, is unknown. There's a lot of unknown people in oh, this story. Do. Yeah. Uh, he was the last known person to see Sig alive. This unknown person was the last known person. Yeah, yes. Unknown, gotcha. Yes, exactly. Okay. So he's an unknown known. Mm. It's a very yeah. unspecific specific. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And leaving the house and not coming back was kind of unusual for behavior for Sigmund, who wasn't noted for going off on benders. Uh, everybody knew him, said he was a regular guy, likable, very dependable, and just an all-around solid human being, not the kind of guy to just go flittering off and leaving his wife. Uh, so it was unusual. And so, of course, and it was also unusual because his wife did have MS and she kind of needed care. So he wasn't yeah. the kind of guy that was just going to take off and yeah. leave her in the lurch. Uh, and so Lottie of course, and the family figured something must be up and reported him missing to police. And I, I don't know if, how much of a search there was for Sigmund. Uh, I, I think probably mostly it was kind of an APB kind of situation. The officers were told to be on the lookout for him. But I don't think they were really beating the bushes, looking really hard. Fifty-six-year-old immigrant. Uh, I doubt they were too awful concerned. It's not quite the same as when a seven-year-old kid gets lost, right? You know, right. Yeah. Or a pretty young girl. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what was that thing I saw? Sorry, it's a bit of a yeah, change. Yeah, I saw there was something recently. White girl syndrome. No, no, no. It was um somebody you know saying to their friend like, "Hey, I oh, just yeah. I wish I was pretty," and they said, "Well, go missing because I've never heard of <laughs> yeah. a girl who's missing who hasn't been a beautiful or pretty young girl." So very good point. He was not a pretty young girl. Maybe he would have. I don't know. Uh, nah, he could have been pretty. I, I've seen pictures of them, but they're, they're kind of low res. Yeah. So it's hard to say. And as far as police action, I'm not sure how, how really in-depth the investigation was uh, because, I mean, they might have actually gone into it in quite huge depth, but unfortunately we don't have any access to the records because apparently it's still considered an open case. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, were some, there have been some people that have tried to investigate this a little more carefully, and the police have just basically said... 
hey, you know, you got to talk to the coroner's office. They have all the records. And then they go to the coroner's office. The coroner's office says, well, these are kind of like public records, but you're not actually what we would consider to be an interested party. So you can't see them. That phrase yeah. is yeah. just so, so well defined. Oh, yeah. you're not an interested party, as in you have an official interest in this story. So uh-huh. buzz off. Exactly. I mean, obviously they were interested. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm asking. <laughs> by definition, they were interested parties, but not by the government definition. Uh, and the press also at the time did not get too terribly interested in this until almost a year later. And for reasons we're going to talk about, but it did become a thing eventually. Uh, the search ended for Sig uh, five days later on June 11th when his body was found in the town of Todd Borden, which is about 20 miles west of Tingley. Uh, and you can find it on, of course, the aerial if you look on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And the body was laying face down. And there are accounts that say it was face up, but I have reason to believe it was laying actually face down. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, that's how I laid him. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Uh, <laughs> so the body was face down on top of a large stack of anthracite coal in a coal yard next to the Todd Morton train station. By the way, that, that coal was in nuggets. It was basically briquettes. Yeah, small. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was man-formed nuggets yeah, of not, coal. Not, yeah, not big fist-sized chunks. Or raw, you know, dust and powder kind of. It was, it uh-huh. was something that had been formed by. Pressed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw a lot of questioning online and things where people saying stuff. And I was like, you guys didn't obviously understand what kind of coal this was or else all of this questioning wouldn't make sense. So that's why I wanted to make sure we Uh brought, we pointed that out. Mm -hmm. Okay. That that, that is a good point, by the way, because yeah, I mean, a pile of coal can mean anything. It can be piles of of chunks of coal, the size of your head, or or powder and dust or or anywhere in between grains of, you know, size of peas or Mm -hmm. who knows. Yeah. So, uh, but he, so any he's, other units of measurements you want to call it there? Uh, yeah, kilometers. Okay, uh, yeah. stone. Yeah, okay, there you go. Light Curtain years. stones. Yeah, yeah. So back to the Todd Morton train station. Uh, this coal yard was right next to the station. If you look at the if you look at the area view on the webs, you can find the train station pretty easily. It's just to the west of the A six forty six highway. And uh, according to the best information I can find. The coal yard was just to the southwest, right next to the trail and the train tracks. And wait, let me guess. It's, it's not there anymore. No, it's not. Because, Surprise. Yeah, coal's not quite so popular these days. Don't ask me why, but it's not. Uh, it looks like there's a car park there now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Different kind of coal park. Got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, re- the pile of coal was reportedly about 12 feet high, and Sigmund was on or near the top of the pile. So he was up there a little ways. So the question, the question, our mystery, well, what was Sigmund doing in a coal yard in Todd Morton? He had no friends in that town, had no other business there that anybody knew about. And another question is, well, why was he dead? And where had he been for five days? Yeah. Big questions that not have, that have not been answered yet. The coal yard at that time was being run by a guy named Trevor Parker, who was the son of the owner. And he said he had been there in the morning till about 11 a.m. I think he left to do deliveries. Yeah. And, and he, and when he left, he closed and locked the gates. And when he came back at 3.45 p.m., well, he found a body laying on top of a pile of coal. Hmm. And he called the ambulance and called police. Well, he never actually went up to the body. I don't know. He, he, he was not sure that it was somebody dead or somebody. He thought it was a drunk. He, he was hoping it was, a, it was a drunk. He was thinking it was a passed out drunk or something like that. I think that's what you hope, you know, or a mannequin. Yeah. I don't want to go yeah. near it. I'm gonna you say. hope it's a drunk person or a mannequin and yep. you just you uh-huh. know, call exactly. somebody. Exactly, yeah. And then he, uh, he, so he called an ambulance and the police. Uh, apparently the ambulance got there first. And that's why it appears to me the body was face down. The, the ambulance guys got there. The police, a statement by one of the policemen said, well, he was laying face up. 
but he had coal dust on his face. It appears that the ambulance, yeah, the ambulance guys actually turned him over. Like you would do. And then the police, and yeah, you would, of course. And the police show up while he's laying face up. But yeah, he was face down, I think. So we got a body. Uh, the interesting thing, one of the interesting things, is there didn't appear to be marks in the coal from his feet, like from climbing up the pile. At least that's mm. one of the yeah one of the constables who was there that day was quoted as saying that he said it was undisturbed. There were no signs that anybody had climbed up or down it. Uh, this led to some speculation later that Sigmund had been dropped on the coal pile by a UFO. Well, uh, I'll I'll dispute that later. I'll oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait till the theories for that. Okay. Uh, and of course, another reason for this UFO speculation was that the constable I just mentioned was named Alan Godfrey, who was involved in the Todd Warden UFO incident about five months later. That is uh, kind of a famous or semi-famous, at least, UFO mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is well known. Uh, it's funny how like whenever police are involved in a UFO mystery, suddenly it becomes like very credible. Uh-huh. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Well, actually, Godfrey, Godfrey doesn't seem like a total, a total nutcase, to be honest. But anyway, enough about the Todd Morton UFO incident. Uh, that's how the story finally got to the front pages. It was months after Sigmund died. Suddenly, mm-hmm. but suddenly some newspaper guys suddenly put the two together they realized oh my god the policeman had been there at the coal yard Mm -hmm. and then he has this encounter there must be a connection and so and so all of a sudden there was all this the speculation in the tabloids that sigmund was you know abducted by the aliens and then who and then died and the aliens dropped him on the coal pile mm. yeah and then we'll talk more about the that later and decided to track them because you know aliens are just weirdly they just follow people like that okay yeah, yeah sure yeah something okay. like that yeah um yeah we'll I mean, talk about all that in theory oh, yeah God. we'll talk about that a little more that is one of the theories out there though about the ufo abduction and that's why he disappeared for five days um Personally, I think that the fact that a guy vanishes, turns up five days later in a coal yard that he should not have been in, uh, in a town he had no business being in, on top of a coal pile that he had no reason to climb to the top of, and then dead of apparently natural causes, to me, that's actually a pretty interesting story in and of itself. It's pretty weird, don't you think? Uh, Yeah. And even without the UFOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then the UFO bit feels tacked on. So it's like, how yeah. how did this not make the papers prior to this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it made the papers in some way, but it it really seems like it it needed the UFO angle before it got legs. I think. And the problem with the way the press re- investigated this, I think, is that they it seems like they only really went at it from the UFO angle. Yeah. Instead of like you know going out and interviewing family members and trying to find out if maybe there was somebody out there with a grudge. Oh, you mean doing re- investigative reporting? Yeah, doing that kind of thing yeah <laughs> overrated i know i'm sure the police did some investigating on that on that score but uh you know of course as you know as i've already said their records are kind of closed so because it's an open case and that's why when we talk about this mystery there's so many people like us uh, an unknown person said this but his name is unknown or etc uh, but let's go back to our dead body um, according to the accounts I've seen, uh, Sigmund's clothes were actually in good condition, so they weren't filthy, so he wasn't sleeping in the gutters for the five days that he was missing. Uh, his wallet and watch were missing, uh, and his shirt was gone also. Hmm. Yeah, his trousers had apparently been incorrectly buttoned, which makes uh, you wonder if somebody dressed him after death. Um, presuming by shirt, you mean his collared shirt yeah he had a not, vest on yeah he, yeah so not a t-shirt but his yeah, collared shirt did he exactly. have an actual vest on or did he have a british vest on he had uh, a string vest he had a string vest on yeah whatever that is okay it's like a string I, bikini maybe well i, I was know. just gonna say because i like in british 
terms a vest is actually an undershirt mm -hmm. and then you know what we call vest is like the is like the undercoat i don't remember mm -hmm. what they call it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. waistcoat it could have yeah. been that yeah all the, all, just about uh, all the sources i've seen for this are british so and i always do have a little bit of a problem with that i'm i'm, I'm starting to figure out that you know um honey bucket means toilet <laughs> <laughs> well that's the problem is that there's no photos of the body the no. photos you will see online are oh, all reenactments. Yeah, but on the BBC, I think there was a, somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. That was, those aren't really the body. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry I interrupted and, you. So oh, yeah, yeah. you were talking about his pants. Uh, yeah, the pants were incorrectly buttoned. Um, uh, there are other counts out there, by the way, that say his jacket was buttoned wrong, that his pants were unzipped. So, then, as, as always, conflicting accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, topside again, wearing a vest and a jacket. Uh, there were no bruises, cuts, or contusions. It did not appear that he had been in a struggle with anybody. He wasn't strangled or beaten to death or anything like that. Also, the coroner reported it looked like he had shaved within the past day. Uh, and most interestingly, he had some strange burns on the back of his neck and his shoulders. Uh, the burns had a kind of greenish ointment on them, which was never identified. So it wasn't just aloe vera? Because uh, aloe vera tends to be kind of a weird greenish ointment. Well, I, I don't know how hard they tried to figure out what it was. <laughs> yeah. you know? Alien goo. Honest. It's just alien goo. It's yeah. yeah it, was, it was probably that stuff. Alien antiseptic. That, mm -hmm. that goo from Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was an autopsy done that very evening. Uh, the coroner concluded the time of death was between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. that same day, the 11th of June. So that means if Trevor Parker left the coal yard at 11 that morning, sometime very shortly after that, Sigmund Adamski wandered into the yard and died of natural causes on top of that coal pile, or he was murdered and brought to the yard and left there, or maybe he died and brought to the yard and left there. Those are kind of our options. Or UFO'd there. Oh, oh, yeah. that, that yeah. last one was UFO'd there. Got it. Yeah, he was also UFO, maybe. Uh, coroner also determined that the burns on Sigmund's neck and shoulders were about two days old. Because, you know, as you, you know, you guys know, you guys have been burned. You know what that's like. Yeah. They yeah. start out looking kind of pink and fresh, and then they're kind of gnarly Scabby. two days later, you know? Depends, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, be, well, because, uh, because of that, police checked hospitals, emergency rooms, clinics in the area to see if he'd been treated for the burns. They found nothing. Uh, and the burns were also unique in that they were well-defined, so it's more like contact burns and burns from an open flame. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. they weren't amorphous. Yeah, yeah. In know, their what, shape. What yeah. shape were they? They were kind of, I think, kind of rectangular. Circu oh, were they rectangular of, or circular? Well, I mean, they were they were roundish, but I, I thought that they were kind of like hot dog shaped, but oh. you know, I could be wrong. Okay. So you I, heard, I mean, I, I've heard I got, all kinds Yeah, of I got the things. impression that they were circular from yeah. the stuff that I read, but I w but again, yeah. never seen a photo of it. Yeah, Oblong conflicting kind of. information, okay. but the, the burns seem to be confirmed, though. I mean, they were, they definitely are confirmed. Mm -hmm. did the burns, burns themselves, yes. How they, how, you know, the shape of the burns and, and what what caused the burns? Was it flame? Was it acid? Well, that's still up in the air. And there, there's a, there are a few theories out there about the burns, um, which we'll talk about. And police uh, did find in the course of their investigations that Sigmund had been getting what are called moxibustion treatments from an acupuncturist. Oh. Yeah, I'd never had these. That involves putting a cotton ball soaked in alcohol into a small glass jar or a bamboo cup, putting the jar on the skin and lighting the, ban and lighting the alcohol. And I guess it's supposed to be a treatment for rheumatism and some other ailments. Mm. This is yeah. one of those crazy, crazy treatments. It's like there's that that 
weird treatment for when you've got stuff in your ear and they have the little the wow. cone. Oh. They have the cone that they stick in your ear and then you light the cone, the paper cone on fire and uh. the heat is supposed to draw everything out. Like this is that same kind of how the mm. hell did you think that worked kind of treatment? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it could just be like it, uh, a little bit of heat to something to that's sore. It kind of yeah. makes it feel temporarily better. You know, that's, I mean, that's why eventually, they, that's why they came out, uh, out with the idea of bleeding people. Because it actually, short term, produced good results. You, because you drain a bunch of blood out of somebody, he feels kind of lightheaded and kind of high. Yeah, you're kind of hypoxic. Is that the right word? I don't know. No, it's not the right I'll word. I'll accept but... that one. And that's good enough for me. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, and so people would go, yeah, wow, I feel kind of high. Yeah, you know. Because your so, blood pressure's dropped. Yeah, exactly. You're just out of it. And so they started thinking, hey, let's drain blood out of them. That'll make them better. And so, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say how many people died from getting bled like mm-hmm. that. I mean, there, there's a theory out there that George Washington was killed by his doctor. <laughs> because, yeah, he was sick, and the doctors just kept taking blood and taking blood and taking blood. I have no idea how much he had left in him by the time he passed, but yeah, yeah, sad. Well, but anyway, heat, we're, we're, heat is good for certain. But, but heat is it's good, but it's a temporary kind of fix, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, you maybe. like heat up to relax the muscles to treat them. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, yeah. right? It's not like oh, put some heat on it and then magically you're cured. Like oh, if yeah. your muscles are messed up. Mm. They're going to be messed up unless you do something to yeah. But this open flame treatment, this moxie, what is it? Moxibustion. It's moxibustion, which is, you know, combustion, basically. It's going to leave a burn on the skin. So it's almost as if it's well, doing think... more damage than well, it you know, in the have longer to. term. Well, I, I think done right, it, it doesn't. It's just kind of like a heating pad, you know. If you use yeah. a heating pad right, it's great. And if you crack it up too high and, and then fall asleep on top of it, You're well, burn yourself. you might just get a second-degree burn or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's an open flame. So I always figured that's a bad idea, but, but it's an open we're trip. on a sidetrack that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. We're totally on a sidetrack. Yeah. Later on, the coroner said that Sigmund, back to our story, didn't appear starved. Apparently he had been eating normally and drinking normally. He wasn't dehydrated or anything like that. So if somebody had had him chained up in the basement for five days, then at least he was being fed. There also was no immediate conclusion about the cause of death. Apparently they had to think about it for a few months and uh, they finally decided that it was a heart attack that killed him. As for the cause of the burns, well, uh, that's unknown. Uh, Sigmund's whereabouts for five days is unknown. How we wound up in that coal pile, unknown. And the mysterious green ointment, well, you know, nobody knows what that was either. They were sure it was Jelly. ointment. It wasn't like a weird miscolored pus or something. Uh, they were Sorry, pretty, that's a gross They question. seemed to feel like it was some sort of some sort of it's like greeny. a solve. It wasn't greenish in the sort of pus sense. It was more like an ointment, kind of clearish, but with a tint mm. with a tint to it. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. okay. Yeah, hopefully, right. hopefully a doctor can tell the difference between ointment and pus. Really. I would hope that. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess pus probably isn't their word, but you know, like when you get a blister and it fills up with that like clear uh, liquid or whatever. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. You That's know, because if he had had a burn, it could have mm-hmm. blistered, and it yeah. could have been the remnants of like the clear goo. Yeah, I, but I, I, I don't. Yeah. It wouldn't have been green. Probably. No, green either. would be yeah. a sign of a larger issue, and that would have been apparent. I would presume. Well, yeah. larger. Like, like I mean, he abduction. was dead. There was a sign of a larger issue already. I say, is there a larger issue? Oh, yes, there is actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have an infection, but but it's too late. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have theories. There, uh, people have uh, got a lot of theories about this one. Uh, First, the first theory. This is uh, a big favorite out there, which is UFOs. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So Sigmund was abducted by a UFO. He died of fright from his experience, uh, and they dropped his body on the coal pile and hightailed it out of there. And mm. yeah, so the evidence for this is it did not appear 
that Sigmund had climbed the coal pile. And also... Uh, another... can, uh, when, do you, when do you want to talk about that coal pile? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I have huge issues with the nobody climbed the coal pile. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I've, I've wondered about that one, too, to be honest Okay, with finish this but, part, uh, and then we'll, we'll go back. We'll, 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 talk back. About, we'll talk about the evidence for this. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Also, uh, his last name was Adamski, and it turns out there's a very famous ufologist, or is that ufologist? I can't remember. Ufologist. Ufologist named George Adamski. I think he was... I don't know if he was dead by that time or not. He's he died now. in 1965, so okay. he, was he was pretty dead. dead. Yeah, uh, and so according to the papers, at least, that can't be a coincidence. So the abduction <laughs> in this theory could possibly have been a case of mistaken identity. And mistaken time. Yeah, stupid aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They looked in the phone book. Which, yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, and the aliens would account for the strange burns, too. It might be one of them in the spaceship was playing with a phased plasma rifle in the 40-watt range and maybe had a gun accident. Uh <laughs> And okay. the yeah, and the ointment on the burns, of course, was unidentifiable because it was alien in origin. <sighs> um, well, it could have been it, the neck, right? It could have been like a a holding device uh, that overheated and yeah, it could have been something like that too. Cost some burn. I don't know. I, I, I'm just loving the idea of the aliens. Like, oh crap! Oh crap! We killed them. What are oh, we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, get rid of the body. We get rid of the body. Where are we gonna dump it? Well, it's a, it's a series of coal miner. Okay, there's a pile of coal over there. Quick, let's get out of here. That looks uh, like a soft place for him. Yeah, drop him. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, of course, another reason the OMM might not have been identified is the coroner didn't try too hard to. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how much testing they did of that. It could have. It just really been doesn't they, sound like they tried very hard. No, at it all. could have been they just sort of smelled it and said, "Huh, it doesn't smell like anything I know of," and that's about it. Well, uh, and remember, this is 1980, so it's not as if they can just stick it in the mass spectrometer or whatever it is. It and, is a mass spectrometer. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Okay, I was <laughs> guessing that the name, but it's not like they can just take a sample and pop it in there and figure out what it's based components is and just like csi go boop, boop, boop. oh it's used in this and that and this and that we know what it is no it's well, 1980 it's yeah, like exactly. uh, all i know is it's this it looks well, like this yeah typically you know when it comes to testing for this or testing for that it's like you have to actually be looking for it mm-hmm. so you know you can't just pop it in there and then it just says oh it's this you know you test to see if it's this 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 or this and if it doesn't fall into one of those things, well, okay, what we can do some more testing, or we can just say, hey, we don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah, finding ointments. It's very small potatoes in the story. Yeah, finding ointments on burns is not exactly, you know, a, a big deal. It's not a huge thing. Yeah. But you were talking about, about the, the whole no coal marks pile? on the coal pile. Yeah, thing. so th- this is the biggest load of hooey I've ever heard of. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. Joe, tell me this. Where was this coal pile located again? It was uh, located uh, next to the train tracks and next to the train station. Okay. And what do trains do when they're moving? What trains do? They go... Those things are correct, but they also they cause a lot of vibrations oh, yeah. in their starting and stopping processes. Uh, and if you've ever seen a pile of anything that's about the size of these coal nuggets near something that makes a lot of vibration, those piles move. So it yeah. could very easily have been one and two trains came in and out of the station, and that was enough to yeah, to soften been, uh, the indentations that were done by somebody's feet. Yeah, or a little a little rainfall, perhaps. You know, well, and, 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 and think about it: the, the paramedics come running up, so they've already disturbed the scene. Yeah. So the fact that there's no indentations, I was going to say, water. I yeah. just, yeah, I think you know, they probably said to the paramedics, like, which one of like are those yours? And they said, probably. 
Yeah, but the thing about it is, too, is if you're standing at the base of your paramedic and the body is like, say, you know, 180 ten feet degrees. Up. Yeah, or, yeah, 10 feet up and it's like 90 degrees around the pile. You don't go up here and then over the body. You go around to the base below the body and go straight up. Right. So it might have been that they traced right over the tracks. Exactly. Of, that's, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. like, I'm thinking that that much activity in that area probably softened the indentations. And then yeah. you got these guys who first responders' job is to get to the body and help the individual. They can't be completely, uh, you know, they can't do, oh, oh, we've got to take this circuitous route. They, no. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Of course, I, I you know, I don't, I don't know if they climbed up there. They might have, they might have thought, you know, that is, looks dangerous. So we'll just throw rocks. <laughs> at, we'll just throw rocks at the body until it slides down to us. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't I, think that happened either. Probably not. They probably okay. did climb Especially up there. if you think they turned him over. Yeah, they did turn They would have over. had to have actually touched Climbed him. Climbed up, yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, And also, Alan, and, uh, as far as the UFO theory goes, you remember Alan Godfrey, the policeman who was uh-huh. involved in the, the Todd Morton UFO incident? Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, he was, as I said, also on the scene for this crime, uh, and he's, he's familiar with this case. He was interviewed, actually, years later about this, and he, has, he said it was, quote, a load of rubbish, referring to the UFO huh. theory. Well, there you go. Yeah. So even though Godfrey himself, you know, totally believes he encountered a UFO, he he's, he's not not buying into it in this particular case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is this is not, there's another theory out there that I found on Reddit of all places, which is that he had a stroke and uh, he had a stroke while he was shopping for groceries and just sort of wandered off in a daze. And then some good Samaritans took him in and took care of him, hoping that he'd come to his senses and that they could get him back to wherever he belonged. But then when he croaked after five days, they decided to get rid of the body because apparently even though they were good Samaritans, they weren't quite actually that good. <laughs> and they wanted to avoid contact with the police. So anyway, what do you guys think of that theory? Well, he could have wandered away from the good Samaritan home on his own and That's true. They croaked didn't. on yeah. the... I mean, you know, he could have saw the coal and thought, oh, I know that. Why do I know that? Mm, I'm going to climb up there and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, it's coal. Something familiar. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I thought strokes tended to leave some pretty obvious signs oh yeah oh yeah for sure and uh i'm sure since they were a little iffy in the cause of death i'm sure they looked at his brain in the autopsy and apparently i there's there was no evidence of a stroke that showed up in the autopsy oh well not that plus the other thing i I hate about this theory is that is i mean seriously you're gonna find some guy who's wandering around in the days you you're not gonna call the police or something or take, him, take or take him to a, and, or and take even, to a hospital or something. And or, then you know? even after that, when the police are like doing this investigation, you're uh, not going to go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah no no. Not that was at the all. guy. Yeah. yeah, I helped him out, but he wandered off. I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So so okay, not the best Reddit theory I've ever come across, but uh, you know you know me, I, I find all the theories and plunk them in there, good or bad. Yes, yep. you do. Not a good one. That's what we do. Uh, and it, there's a kind of similar theory, which was lightning. No. Uh, yeah, I know. Similar thing. He was struck by lightning, became disoriented, and his shirt caught fire, so he took it off. His watch melted or at least got really hot, so he took it off, too. As for his wallet, I don't know what happened to that. So his, uh, his watch was hot? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was hot at some point, yeah. Uh, and then he wandered around for five days because of the lightning, you know, mixing up his brains. And then... Uh, when he finally saw that coal pile, he was like, yeah, something familiar. So he, you know, climbed the pile because it's coal. I love coal. You know, and, uh, and he did have heart issues, actually. So if he did climb the pile, it's conceivable the exertion, you know, caused him to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Nothing well, else about this theory makes any sense. I was going to say, because, you know, if, if a stroke leaves a whole lot of evidence, getting struck by lightning you would think. is going to leave 
way more evidence on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think. Especially if we're saying his watch melted. Well, like not on his wrist, it didn't, right? No, or you know, like, it didn't leave any marks on his wrist. And no. it, you know, if his shirt caught on fire, surely his jacket would have been singed at least. At the very least. You know, the, yeah, his hair bad. would have been all singed too. Bad theory. Yeah. Yeah, so another another terrible theory, the lightning one. Uh, what's another theory? He left to start a new life, but he uh, got distracted by a coal pile and <laughs> died on top of it. <laughs> he just loved coal so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he did. And so oh, I can't believe. Oh, well, it could have been. He's leaving to start a new life, and he's saying goodbye not just to his wife and his family, but also to coal. And you know, he had to go reminisce with the coal pile just a little bit longer before he left. And had a heart attack and died. Hmm. I move on. I like this theory. That's it for this episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, suicide. No, I'm not buying that one. No. Nope. There's, no, there's, no. there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, another possibility is Sigmund had a girlfriend. Supposing he wasn't as into the wedding and the whole family scene as everybody thought. Maybe. And this is conceivable. I mean, there are people out there who lead double lives. Uh, so maybe he just thought. And then there was a little bit of tension in the family over the wedding, frankly, yep. I, had, I had heard. And so maybe he just said, you know, screw this, screw these people. I'm just going to go to my girlfriend's and just hang out there for several days, you know, and, and just blow the whole thing off. And then at some point, well, you know, he was going to go home, but then he has this heart attack and dies. And then whoever you're staying with just said, ooh, uh, this is going to be embarrassing. So I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll dress the body up and get rid of it and put the clothes on, dump it. This might explain the shirt being gone because I'm thinking that dressing somebody in their vest and their jacket is not it's probably not that easy if they're dead either, but I mean, it, the shirt would be comparatively harder, I would think. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe the, maybe the shirt had lipstick on it or some other kind of DNA evidence. And so, the, the hard part about this, well, by the way, I don't remember seeing this anywhere else, but I was thinking about like, you know, people who have a thing on the side, usually they don't want to mix their two lives because it's an outlet and an escape. And by doing what you've you've theorized he would have done of saying, screw it, I'm just going to hang out here the whole time and those people can just blow off. Uh-huh. Well, that lets the, the genie out of the bottle. Everybody now knows that you're screwing around and suddenly mm. you don't get that, that best of both worlds that people who do this are after. Well, that, that is the I whole thing. I mean, it thing. flies in the face of why he would have, a, you know, a girl on the side. Well, exactly. That, that is the problem, is that if he had a girl on the side, he would have been more discreet about it. He wouldn't have yeah. gone over to her place for five days. Well, yeah. here's something I will bring up, which yeah. isn't is not a nice truth to be facing, but uh-huh. there are people in this world who, when faced with um, the serious illness of a spouse, uh-huh. pr- particularly one that's potentially getting progressively worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Just run away instead of staying around to take more and more care of that person. So Mm -hmm. it's possible that he'd had this girlfriend and, you know, she was fulfilling the needs that his wife wasn't anymore because she wasn't able to anymore and was just realizing, oh, my God, I can't take care of my wife anymore. And that's why he ran off and he was intending to run off forever. Mm. It's possible. Yeah, it's, it's not possible. likely, I mean, but it's more possible than. I mean, it, it helps explain why he might have gone. You know, just yeah. been okay with exposing "quote unquote" the double life that he was just ready to leave. But mm-hmm. again, I don't. 
I don't think it's a good theory. No, no it's uh, there's no not really much of anything in the way of evidence for mm-hmm. it. I mean, it, you know, it does account for a few things, like the body being a, being apparently a, sort of looks like the body might have been dressed by somebody else after death, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it would kind of account for that. It doesn't explain where the body turned up on top of a coal pile. Oh no, not at all. That's not the discreet. That's not the the no. way I would choose to dump a body. Yeah, um, because they were talking about like. In a locked coal yard on, and dragging it up to the top of a coal pile, right next to some train tracks at mm-hmm. a train station. That's well, just not discreet. You I know guess. What I mean? And the other thing for me, when we talk about all of these theories that had, don't have him going to the coal pile on his own, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm willing to say like it would have been really easy for one set of tracks to disappear, but the set of you know some person dragging a body up a coal thing seems a little more like that would have been more obvious but it does, maybe not it it's, it does seem to me like most likely he got up there on his under his own power because why the hell would anybody else drag somebody's dead body up to the top See, of the pile? I, I, I still question that they okay let's just run down this 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 alley I don't actually think that if he was already dead when he got to the coal yard, that they necessarily had to drag him in. Because what was the guy who um, was running the the coal yard? Trevor Trevor. Parker. Okay. Trevor Parker's job may have been to shut and lock the gates. Mm. But Trevor Parker may not have been good at fulfilling all of his duties, and so he shut the gate. He did not, however, lock it, and mm. therefore somebody could be like, oh, yeah, that guy always just shuts the gate, but he doesn't lock it. You drive your car in. It's much faster to drive your car in mm. and drag the body into a spot. Now, maybe they're hoping that more coal comes and the body gets buried. I don't know, but, you know, I, I can't imagine that in a yard of, of any size that you would want to be dragging the body that Wasn't distance. it 10 yeah. feet up the coal, f- the coal pile, though? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was not at so the bottom. So what's, your, up there. what's well, the explanation I, I don't, there? I don't, I don't I, have an answer to that, but I, I, just, that's the I dragging highly doubt that somebody was, you know, doing the, the fireman carry or the, the old uh, the Agatha Christie mystery where they, they drag them and the, the heels are making lines in the dirt. But like, that's the dragging. I'm not talking. I don't care about the dragging through the yard. I'm worried, wondering about the 10 feet up a coal pile is the dragging that I feel like. That, His girlfriend that would be was a bodybuilder who was a national shot put champion uh-huh. and she Threw him, or maybe okay. his girlfriend was actually his boyfriend. I mean, maybe he who was had... a national shot put champion. Could have Still, been. Yeah, yeah. Could yeah. Have been. I'm just saying or... that it seems like if you're dragging a body ten feet up, there's going to be some significant, even with trains and all that stuff. Yeah. It seems like there there it... would be some marks. Yeah, there would kind. there would be significant marks, and there there is that risk of being seen and everything. I I do think the idea about coming in, you know, the, supposing the gates were locked, but supposing that it was one of the delivery guys because coal was uh, delivered to the yard. Supposing mm-hmm. and supposing if Trevor or whoever is out delivering things, and the gates are locked, then maybe the delivery drivers had keys. I thought, you know, or you know, and so. You know, it might have been somebody who actually had a key to the but lock. But there was no deliveries. Yeah, I thought there were, there no, were deliveries, no deliveries. But no, but but I'm saying that if the guy, the delivery person, the delivery oh. had a set of keys, has a set of keys, and he knows an accomplice. Okay, he, and and he had no, yeah, he. So even though that wasn't his day to deliver, but he still had access to the yard, and you know, and so it could have been that could have been still to me, it still does not make sense as a place to dump a body. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that that's so we kind of got a little off track there. With well, it yeah, we're just fleshing some stuff out there. The theory was, you know, the girlfriend he died, and you know, uh, eh. yeah, I know. So, 
Um, uh, I'm not certain. This is not a great theory. Okay, let's move to the next one. Uh, there's another theory out there in the webs, which is an accident. Thought is that he was on the coal pile, and unbeknownst to him, the coal had started combusting. It does happen if you have coal. It sometimes will, will will combust deep within a pile, and you can't even tell. There's no open flames or anything like that. But deep down there, it's burning and putting out poisonous gases like carbon monoxide, etc. And, and when these when the coal fires like this happen, they, they they burn for a long time, and then eventually, if they do reach the surface, then suddenly, boosh, they ignite. Get, they ignite into, into a big old fire. But yeah, coal can that can actually happen with coal. Uh, and so maybe Sigmund, for whatever reason, was on the pile and inhaled carbon monoxide, etc., and died of carbon monoxide poisoning. But he died of a heart attack. Yeah, I know. But, you know, maybe, I don't know. But I'm not a doctor. Was... I don't know. What, you know. <laughs> but then why was he even Why was on he the on pile? the pile? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> well, there, there's that. There's also the question of, you know, the police and the medical personnel who were on the site later and nobody got sick or noticed any ill effects from gas or anything like that. Well, also, he was on the top of the pile. He wasn't, like, stuck in a room with CO2. Like, all well, he would, like, yeah, he could have been I've... feeling, like, faint and then just turned over and everything would have been fine. There is that, too. You know, there is a question of, you know, there was plenty of other air wafting through the area. So I don't, I don't see how he could have. So this is, again, I think I also saw this one out on Reddit. So Reddit, you're not doing so well today. I've got to tell you guys, you know, usually you guys are more on your game than this. <laughs> But, you know, the theory is out there, so I just had to include it. And, again, I, I just think it fails on a few fronts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's another one. Uh, this is this was kind of, like, hypothesized by the police uh, at the time, which is there was a misadventure with the coal truck. Actually, uh, you know, aside from the fact that we've already talked about there were no actual deliveries. There were no deliveries on those days, that day. Yeah. I do like this theory a lot. Oh, yeah, this makes yeah. a lot, this makes, on the outside, made a lot of sense. It makes all it of could. the sense. Until it, it fell explains apart. everything. Yeah, except, it, yeah, it, it does. And what the theory was is that somehow uh, Sigmund fell or jumped or was pushed into the back of a coal truck which eventually delivered its load of coal to the Tomlin coal yard with Sigmund in the coal. Um, but, of course, Trevor Parker shot the theory down because he said, well, there were no coal deliveries to the yard on that day, nor the day before, nor the day before that. Uh, so, so much for that idea. It also, uh, I guess, the other thing is, is it does seem like he would be more covered in coal. Yeah, he'd have more coal dust. Yeah. yeah his, coal, his clothes would be, be a little more dirtier. They'd be dirtier. Yeah, yeah there's that. It looks like and, a chimney sweep at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and it still doesn't explain how the hell he winds up in the back of a coal truck, by the way. There's that one, too. Uh, Another theory that I was kicking around a little bit is, well, he worked at the coal pit two miles east, and so, and then, what, 22 miles east of Todd Morden. And, of course, the coal pit was, was served by rail. So what if, for whatever reason, he had to go to the coal pit? Something happens. Maybe it's something kind of like our Dave Box episode where the guy is like, you know, a whistleblower, God knows whatever reason, and he's murdered or something at, at, at work. And so they just toss him into a rail car that's full of coal. And then, and then it goes off, you know, by rail to Todd Morden, where somebody there, you know, pulls the body out and puts it on the pile. Mm-hmm. But I checked it out, and it, there does not appear to be a, a direct rail connection between the Lofthouse coal pit and Todd Morden Rail Station. Well, also, he was gone for five days, and I thought it turned out that he had died. The day of. The yeah. day of. I know. I mean, well, they held, they held him prisoner at the, at the coal pit. Oh, you know, okay. okay. I don't yeah. know. But fed him really well and shaved him and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I was thinking like he could have gotten in the coal truck by hitching a ride. Like maybe he was a little lazy, you know, and Uh, he saw a friend of his and he was like, oh, I'm going to buy some potatoes. Can you give me a lift to the store? 
Uh-huh. I'll just hop on the back here and somehow fell in or something. I don't know. And a friend forgot he was there and just delivered him. Yeah, yeah. or he didn't even tell somebody. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know either. But yeah. again, it doesn't really account for the five missing days. So uh, Yeah, it does not account for that. And again, it's like, well, also, it doesn't account for how high up the body was. I mean, yeah. uh, your average, even if it's a dump truck and everything, it's hard, kind of hard to imagine a body winding up that high up from being dumped onto the yeah. pile. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah. And I don't think they had rail delivery either to the, to the yard because if they had had rail delivery, which would, it would make sense kind of, it's right next to the railroad tracks, but they would kind of have to have a separate rail spur. Uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I don't remember a spur going into the yard. I looked at the aerials and usually, you know, they, well, if a spur is totally not being used anymore, they will sometimes take up the tracks. Mm-hmm. But you can usually tell from there's evidence left behind right. the aerials that you can usually sort of see. Right. And I, there's no evidence of a spur there. Okay. Well, yeah. so uh, that, that's, we so, put the kibosh on that. So much for that theory. Um, there's another theory. This is kind of more plausible that he was kidnapped. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sigmund's family actually believed he had been kidnapped. And by, as I mentioned earlier, there was some bad blood apparently between him and another member of the extended family. Uh, this theory comes to us from Bufora, the, the British UFO Research Association. Bufora. Uh, yeah, Bufora, not Bufora. Okay, Bufora. Uh, about 10 years ago, team members of Bufora looked into Sigma's death. They wrote a report about it, which you can find on the web if you look hard enough. And I have a copy of it right here. Oh. It's not that hard. No, it's not that hard to find. It's got pictures and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've read it anyway, so you don't have to. Don't worry about finding it. Uh, the authors of the report are John Hansen and David Sankey. Uh, and they actually did, I think, a, a fairly decent report. You guys read it, right? Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. not sensationalist at all. Very straightforward. Very straightforward. Uh, they researched it as well as they could and uh, you know, came to a reasonable conclusion. Uh, so the authors tried to get a hold of police and coroner's records, of course. They were given the runaround. They did interview Alan Godfrey, the policeman, since he was there. He'd be an obvious choice. And uh, that was when they got the quote from him saying it was a load of rubbish. They also spoke to a few members of Sigmund's family, and they concluded UFOs were not involved. The report mentions one person who was unnamed who told UFO researchers that what had happened was that Sigmund had had a falling out with a member of the family recently. Apparently, another member of the family, who was a female, had left her husband, who was a person that he had been falling out with, hmm. gotten a restraining order against him. and The and husband. She, against the husband. And was staying with Sigmund and Lottie temporarily. And so uh, probably the husband is the family member that Bufora, Bufora excuse me, mentions. Uh, and they state that his identity is known, but they don't give us his name. And I assume they do that for legal reasons. I would assume that as well. Yeah. Which would kind of make sense, yeah. Uh, so the allegation is that this person, and again, this is allegation. This is not just a theory on their part. Somebody else alleged this, who apparently was supposed to be in the know, but we don't know who he is. Damn it! Uh, but the, the allegation is that this husband abducted Sigmund, locked him in a garden shed for several days, and Sigmund was trying to escape, and somehow came to, into contact with battery acid or some other kind of corrosive agent, which caused the burns on his neck and shoulders. But then apparently. Sigmund died, and then whoever was holding him had to get rid of his body. And this does get a little support from Lottie Adomsky, who was Sigmund's wife, who said after Sigmund disappeared, before his body appeared, that she believed that he had been kidnapped. It does leave some questions unanswered. Like, for one, uh, what, what could his kidnapper or kidnappers have hoped to accomplish by kidnapping him and locking him up in a shed for several days? 
I have one idea. What's that? Just stopping him from attending the wedding? No, I was thinking that if it is the estranged husband, uh-huh. this husband, I mean, guys do this, decide that Sigmund and his wife were had a thing going on the oh. side, and that's why he she left him and went to live with them. Yeah. And so he's going to get revenge on this bastard uh-huh. for fooling around with my wife. Uh-huh. Or... We, Sigmund seemed like, sorry, no. he, it seems like he was kind of a, a paternal figure for the family. I mean, he was going to, you know, give his goddaughter away. And, mm. you know, maybe it's that this guy was like, well, well, Sigmund's the only thing keeping me away from my wife. It doesn't even have to be a some sort of relationship thing. It can literally be like he's the man of this house. You know, maybe he had a shotgun and said, listen, you come near your you know, estranged wife again, I'll shoot you. Uh, and, you know, the guy thinks, all right, well, I'll just kidnap him and then I have easy access to my wife. And surely she'll be coming right, running back to me because she'll really, see the yeah. the error of my way, of her ways. Of and course, then it turns yeah. out, no, maybe not. Well, yeah. and I think the estranged husband, was he the one that was supposed to be giving away the, the goddaughter at the wedding but couldn't because of the restraining order? Does that sound familiar? I could have been that. Well, now, again, this is another unnamed person. Apparently, there was somebody else who Sigmund felt was actually the person who should have been giving away the god the goddaughter right. instead of him. Okay, so... And, and so there was some contention. I don't know that they were the same person or not because, again, we're un, another unnamed person. Mm-hmm. Drives me crazy. Well... I guess I have a couple of questions regarding yeah. a kidnapping, right? One is they said he was, like, well-fed. Yeah. And I don't know, like, do you well-feed and, and hydrate and My give captives? all the creature comforts to your captives that you have hidden up in your sheds? Uh, no. I, you know, I yeah, I, it depends. Isn't the point of kidnapping to make it kind of miserable for that person? You would think, yeah, yeah. So that... It depends on what I tend to do with them. Sometimes I starve them, sometimes I don't. Sure. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a problem I have, too. Usually there would be, like, ligature marks around wrists or some other Well, you would think where... it would be otherwise restrained, because yeah. the average garden shed is not that stout, you no. know? Uh-uh. And so you'd think you'd want to tie them up. And there were... There, mm-hmm. I didn't read about any sort of, like, handcuff marks or yeah. rope marks or anything like that. Yeah, so I don't know. So maybe Maybe, maybe he was kept kind of in a semi-drug state also, maybe. It's but possible. Again, yeah. well, that, I mean, even if even if that's right, even if this particular person abducts him and has him in the garden shed, why the coal pile? Like, that... why not just go, oh, well, he's dead in my backyard shed. Why don't I go next to the shed, dig a big hole, and cram him into it? There's that. And just dispose of the body that way. There's, I think, I can think of many, many lower profile ways to get rid of a body. Wood chippers. Uh, even if you drive them out in the woods and just push them into the creek, you know, that's, you're still at least a lot less likely to get seen. Into the, the into body. the ocean? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, there's a whole, but that's why. Driving it, 22 miles with a body, or 20 miles with a body in the back of your car. and Yeah, well, it might not have been 20 miles. I don't know where this guy lived. He, he sure. might have actually lived near Todd Morgan. Fair enough, Morgan. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's 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 really inexplicable. I wonder if this was a weekend at Bernie's kind of scenario, how they yeah. got there. They, they actually got there on the train. They uh-huh. went next to the stop, and so the guy was carrying him around, you know, with the arm at the back of his shirt, turning his head around like he's uh-huh, talking uh-huh. to him. Yeah, I had big sunglasses on. And then they, and then they do and that, that yeah. three-legged walk uh-huh. <laughs> into the coal yard. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 that's not how that happened probably. Yeah, yeah, let's go to the top of the coal yard and have a look around. 
But, yeah, one of the things about this that's really kind of intriguing to me is that uh, Sigmund was a coal miner, and his body was found on a pile of coal. So it makes me wonder if somebody was maybe sending a message. I don't know what the message was. Yeah, I don't know either. And why why they wouldn't have just dropped him at the coal mine where he worked Mm -hmm. instead of this coal stockpile somewhere else. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, well, maybe the coal mine was all full of people. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe this yard and everything was actually a pretty sleepy little place and there weren't, there weren't that many people around. Todd Morton is a tiny little, tiny little village. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. But I, I just don't understand. But it, it's, it, it could just be a coincidence that he was found in a pile of coal. I don't know. It just seems to me that there's something going on there. Like, was there a little labor unrest out the mine and maybe management decided to grab some random coal miner and murder him and drop him on a pile of coal just to send a message yeah and maybe i don't know uh and then there was the lofthouse collier disaster of 1973 which i'm sure you guys have heard about yeah who hasn't who hasn't yeah yeah yeah. long story short uh somebody kind of dropped the ball and uh part of the kind of flooded yeah that was a giant cock up uh it really was and uh but without getting into great detail unless you guys wanted to get into great detail no no government official did not do the proper survey job they yeah yeah and so and so the mine was, or at least part of it, was flooded with about 3 million gallons of water. Uh, seven miners died. And, of course, there was a bit of a stink about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah quite a big stink. Yeah, Political was. career was made off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and died off of it, too. So could maybe Sigmund have somehow been involved in this disaster? Did somebody kidnap him as part of some sort of revenge plot? Or am I just grasping at straws? I think that one. Yeah, probably that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would that might sort of indicate the significance of his body winding up on top of a coal pile. Yeah. But beyond that, I, I got nothing. I don't either. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. I, uh, I just thought it was kind of intriguing that there was this big disaster at where he worked. And then he turns up dead in a pile of coal. Yeah, but the disaster but again, happened seven, seven years, years prior. Before, yeah, it was seven, and, and it was no anniversary or anything like that of the. Well, date. they do. They actually they hold things to recognize. Well, no, I it. mean, I mean, but his his disappearance and death were not on the, any kind of anniversary of the yeah, disaster. Oh, okay, yeah. No, you're absolutely and, right. Um, so again, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But, Mm-mm. but uh, yeah, but that that was another significant event, a coal-oriented event in the in the neighborhood. So I thought I'd sort of had to ponder for a second. Whether there might be a connection, but I really can't think yeah, of one. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. It's, I think this is just an all-around a very weird story, and it, yeah. it's one of those ones that I hate because I don't feel like I feel any different or you know anything like that. Any after closer it. to yeah. an actual resolution. Yeah, it's I just know. there's not there. a favored theory. No, no, there's not. No, there's nothing that quite explains everything. You know, even the the most plausible one, uh, which is the kidnapping. And being held against his will. There's okay. still so many questions. There's still that question of why the coal pile? What the hell? Well, why the coal pile is even in the UFO theory? Come on. Yeah, I know. Why would the UFO go to a train station, which has got people around it and everything, and drop the body there? Because I'm telling out. you, because it looked like it was a really cushy place to drop him. That must have been it. I don't know. By but... the way, did you guys read it was one of those news articles from the time in the newspaper? And yeah. it, they had it was accompanied by a little line drawing of your tip of your traditional flying saucer in the air, and then there's this line drawing of coal underneath and then in between the two is this this silhouette of a body in falling position (laughs) it was so funny i was like wow they at this point they were just having fun with this oh you'd have to oh yeah actually i've always thought that actually working for the tabloids and writing some of those articles and headlines would actually be kind of a kick 
Probably. It'd probably be fun. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, we got to leave it at that because I don't know. There might be somebody out there who's still alive who still has the answers. I don't know. At least one person, I think, does. Uh, Maybe you can help us solve this mystery. Yes, if you're listening, yeah. Give us a ring. Drop us an email. Speaking of email, you might just want to send us one. And, well, we happen to have one of those email addresses. It's called thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. True. Yeah. This is yeah, the end of the episode, by the way, in case you hadn't caught on to that. Um, and uh, let's see what else. Hmm. Gosh, so many things. Uh, we, have a, we have a website, uh, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You can download our episodes or listen to them there. You can find merch. There's a link off to the right. Uh, and there, you can also find our, our episodes in other places. You can find them on iTunes, of course, where you can subscribe, give us a rating and a review. Uh, and also, of course, there's other places like Stitcher and streaming services all over the place. We're also on social media. We have a Twitter account where we are thinking sideways. No G. True. And we're and on tag. Facebook. Hey, tag us. Uh, don't hashtag us because I don't see those hashtags, guys. Oh, okay. So tag no hashtag. Yeah. Okay. You heard that? Did you hear that? Okay, good. <laughs> uh, and and then we're of course on Facebook uh, where we're thinking sideways podcast, and uh, we have a group and a page. So like the page, join the group. And the group's fun. A lot of good stuff going on. Uh, we've got a subreddit of our very own. Yeah, we, we have a little corner of Reddit all to ourselves. We uh, do. It's, it's true. thinking sideways. Yeah. And uh, let's see, what else? What am I forgetting? Cold Miner's Daughter. Cold, oh, yeah. Time for a song. <laughs> Hand me that guitar. No. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, until next week, uh, I guess that's it for me and then Steve and Devin. So, toodaloo. Uh oh. Bye, guys. Bye.